17th century Europe was witness to one of the longest and most brutal wars in human history. The conflict lasted for over a generation and was responsible for the deaths of up to half the population in some countries. When it finally ended, it resulted in a new geopolitical order, which for the most part still exists today. Learn more about the Thirty Years' War, one of the bloodiest wars in world history, on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steaks such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Each week on Chinwag, we dig into the weird topics you wonder about, that you care about. The stuff none of us are totally sure of, like the Bermuda Triangle, Mothman, consciousness, philosophy, UFOs, ghosts, or say Bigfoot. So who's to say that there's not alien species that are Sasquatch? Like I've seen a ghost and I would hear something walking and breathing. Maybe every path is right. I will accept as a premise that every path is right. That is a face on Mars. Eyes, nose, it kind of looked like Wilson the volleyball. Some people enjoy the waves or whatever uh, crashing and I enjoy listening to a quantum physics audiobook. I do think there are many things in the world that we just don't understand yeah. and probably won't understand. That's our yeah. whole show. <laughs> so join us every Wednesday on all major podcast platforms and find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at ChinwagPod and Wagon. Given how significant the Thirty Years' War is to world history and how bloody it was, it's surprising how little attention it receives and how little people know about it today. The Thirty Years' War began in the shadow of the Protestant Reformation. After the Protestant Reformation began, Protestant communities began springing up all over the Holy Roman Empire. And if you remember back to my previous episodes, the Holy Roman Empire was really a collection of smaller states led by various princes and dukes. Many of these regional rulers converted to Protestantism, which caused an enormous amount of strife within the empire. To end this instability, Holy Roman Emperor Charles V, King of Spain, Duke of Austria, and Lord of the Netherlands, signed the Peace of Augsburg in 1555. The Peace of Augsburg said that each constituent state within the Holy Roman Empire could choose between Catholicism and Lutheranism as their state religion, but only those two options. Likewise, people living in those states would have the freedom to migrate to a state which shared their religion if they so wished. It created a patchwork of states with different religions, not to mention the various non-Lutheran Protestant sects such as Calvinists and Anabaptists. 
The Peace of Augsburg didn't institute true freedom of religion, nor did it end all religious conflict, but it did put an end to large-scale religious conflict that could potentially destroy the empire. Even then, it didn't totally stop violence from erupting. In 1583, for example, a war broke out in Cologne, Germany between Catholic and Protestant factions. Likewise, riots would occasionally erupt in places where both Catholics and Protestants lived. For about 50 years, the peace tenuously held. The Peace of Augsburg ended up being a stopgap measure. Protestantism continued to spread, in particular Calvinism, which wasn't looked upon fondly by either Catholics or Lutherans. It all fell apart in 1618 when the future Holy Roman Emperor, Ferdinand II, attempted to force his subjects in the lands he ruled directly to adopt Catholicism. The place where Ferdinand decided to enforce this edict was the Kingdom of Bohemia, where he was king, and Austria, where he was the Archduke. Bohemia is what is today the Western Czech Republic. Habsburg rulers had ruled Bohemia since the start of the Protestant Reformation, and they had all been rather lenient towards religion in Bohemia. In particular, Emperor Rudolf II, just nine years earlier, had issued what was known as the Letter of Majesty, which established religious freedom in Bohemia. Things came to a head on May 23, 1618, when Catholic officials were sent by the Emperor to Prague to meet with Protestant nobles in Prague Castle. What ended up happening is that two of the Catholic officials and their secretary were thrown out of a window in an event known as the Defenstration of Prague. Defenstration is just a fancy term for throwing someone out a window. Despite falling 70 feet or 21 meters, none of the men died. The Catholics said it was due to divine intervention, and the Protestants said it was due to landing on a dung heap. Also, this wasn't the first defenstration of Prague. There were two other famous ones in 1419 and 1483, making Prague the defenstration capital of the world. The defenstration of Prague can be thought of in a similar vein to the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand in 1914. It was a single event that served as a spark to ignite a continent-wide war. This act began a rebellion known as the Bohemian Revolt, which we know is just the opening act of the much larger Thirty Years' War. And here I should note that by the very name The Thirty Years' War, you can guess that there is a whole lot going on over a long period of time. You could literally spend hundreds of hours going through the minutiae of every battle and alliance which took place over three decades, as there were a lot of them. So I'm just going to try to summarize the general ebbs and flows of the war, which took place over a period of many years. In 1619, the year after the defenstration of Prague, Ferdinand II finally became the Holy Roman Emperor and tried to expand his enforced Catholicism. The Bohemians initially had the support of Protestant states in northern Germany, known as the Protestant Union, and they also had the support of many Protestant nobles in Austria. Ferdinand was joined by other Catholic states, including Bavaria and Spain, known as the Catholic League, and they saw initial success against the Bohemians. In the east, the Ottoman Empire, perpetual enemies of the Habsburgs, took the opportunity to support Protestants in Hungary and fought Poland. In 1625, King Christian IV of Norway and Denmark joined the fight in support of the Protestants. However, he and other Protestants, including some soldiers from Scotland, were eventually defeated by Ferdinand II, and much of Northern Europe fell under Catholic control. Much of the success of the Catholics was due to their general, Albrecht von Wallenstein, a Catholic Bohemian. In 1629, Ferdinand II issued the Edict of Restitution, which attempted to retroactively undo all the changes in control since the Peace of Augsburg. 
1630, Swedish King Gustavus Adolphus joined the fight on the side of the Protestants and, over a period of two years, managed to turn the tide of the war, reclaiming for the Protestants much of what had been lost in Northern Europe. In 1632, the Protestants defeated the Catholics led by Wallenstein at the Battle of Lützen. However, Gustavus Adolphus was killed, which sapped the Swedish desire and ability to fight. In part due to his loss at the Battle of Lützen, Wallenstein lost the support of the emperor, was eventually declared guilty of treason, and was assassinated by his own men in 1634. The Protestants then made advances in southern Germany. With the loss of Wallenstein, the emperor relied more on the Spanish who had been fighting their own war this entire time with the Dutch, known as the Eighty Years' War. In 1634, Spanish forces defeated the combined Swedish and German Protestant forces at the Battle of Norlingen in Bavaria. This all but removed the Swedes as a player and put southern Germany back into Catholic control. In 1635, the Peace of Prague was signed, which banned alliances such as the Catholic League and Protestant Union, nullified the Edict of Restitution, and basically returned to the status quo of the Peace of Augsburg from before all this started. And it did so in a way that allowed the Emperor to save face by kicking the issue down the road for 40 years. I've really painted this period of history with a very broad brush, and if you're familiar with the Thirty Years' War, you can probably think of many major events and players that I've overlooked. However, what I want everyone to take away is that from 1618 to 1635, the war was primarily a religious war between Catholics and Protestants with a lot of very confusing alliances. If you were given a test and asked what was the cause of the Thirty Years' War, you'd mostly be correct if you just said religion. However, 1618 to 1635 does not add up to 30 years, and the Peace of Prague was not the end of the war. And that's because of one country that I have not mentioned yet, France. The rulers of France, the House of Bourbon, despite being Catholic, were bitter rivals with the Habsburgs, who controlled the Holy Roman Empire and Spain. The French were happy to provide financial assistance to the Protestant forces fighting the Habsburgs. However, with the Peace of Prague ending most of the internal strife within the Holy Roman Empire, the French decided to take direct action. They began working directly with the Dutch against the Spanish in the Netherlands, and they sent troops into northern Italy. The French also signed a treaty with the Swedes. This phase of the war wasn't really about religion, as both France and the Holy Roman Empire were led by Catholics. In 1636, the Spanish attacked France and then actually managed to threaten Paris until their long supply lines forced them to retreat. In 1637, Ferdinand II died and was replaced by his son, Ferdinand III. The war was mostly fought to a stalemate for several years, but then in 1640, Portugal rose up against their Spanish rulers. In 1642, Sweden once again took up the fight against the Habsburgs, claiming a major victory at the Second Battle of Breitenfeld. In 1643, Norway and Denmark once again joined the war, but this time as an ally of the Habsburgs, which they had fought just a few years earlier. And also in 1643, the French king Louis XIII died, leaving the throne in the hands of his five-year-old son. However, a few days after Louis XIII died, the French had a huge victory against the Spanish at the Battle of Roqua. Fighting continued for several more years. The Habsburgs fought the Swedes in Austria, Spain lost ground in the Netherlands and Portugal, and there was fighting between France and Spain in Catalonia. The conflict even spread to the New World in Asia, where the Dutch and Portuguese fought each other. On top of everything that I've mentioned, and all the battles that were fought, was the specter of disease and famine. Typhus, bubonic plague, and dysentery followed in the wake of armies targeting civilians of all regions. 
The total population of the Holy Roman Empire dropped from 18 to 20 million people in 1600 to 11 to 13 million people in 1650. Some areas which saw extensive conflicts, such as Mecklenburg, Pomerania, and Württemberg, saw their populations cut in half. The total number of deaths, directly or indirectly, from the Thirty Years' War is estimated to be around 8 million people, on a par with the number of soldiers killed in the First World War. However, this was at a time when populations were much smaller than they were in the early 20th century. If you measure casualties as a percentage of population, the Thirty Years' War is one of the bloodiest in world history. By 1648, everyone in Europe was sick of war. Both sides had won battles, but neither side could claim to have made any major gains in territory, certainly not enough to justify the massive loss of lives. The war ended in 1648 with the signing of the Peace of Westphalia, which I have discussed on a previous episode. The Peace of Westphalia ushered in the idea of fixed borders of states, with the governments of those states being the absolute authority within those boundaries. It's considered to basically be the same international order that we live under today. The Thirty Years' War was one of the most significant events in European history. It began as a religious conflict and ended up as a political one. Despite its importance and impact on the population and history of Europe, it's a conflict which is often overlooked and ignored by many people today. The executive producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Charles Daniel. The associate producers are Thor Thompson and Peter Bennett. I just want to thank everyone, including the show's producers, who support the show over on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show, just head over to Patreon.com, which is currently the only place where you can get show merchandise. Also, if you want to talk to other listeners about the show, head over to our Facebook group or Discord server, both of which have links in the show notes.